All right, uh, Ingram Smith back again for another instant reaction podcast. Uh, Florida State's played three games. Florida State's lost three games at this point. Going to be a uh, going to be a season the likes of which I'm not sure many of us could have imagined. As far as you're legitimately looking down the barrel of maybe one or two games, so. This is an instant reaction podcast. Uh, we don't watch film. We don't do anything other than sit down behind a microphone shortly after the game ends and try to give you all as good of an idea as to what we saw out there. Uh, as always, thank you to our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Cellars, Congruity, uh, the, the good people at uh, Hamilton Home Loans, Chad and Shannon, and uh, obviously the people at For the Table Restaurant Group. <laughs> oh man. So um I'm trying to trying to figure out exactly how I put into words what I just saw today. Um this is gonna be tough. So let me start with this. So that it's not a but and anybody thinks I'm trying to make excuses with this coaching staff or whatever else. On a down to down perspective, yeah, Florida State played okay today. You know, it wasn't great. Um but um, situationally, Florida State played pathetically poorly. Uh, last week, I thought the coaching staff really let the players down. Uh, this week, I think a lot of players had uh, really bad moments. And unfortunately, those bad moments came in some of the more impactful moments uh, and deciding moments of the football game. And certainly, the coaching staff did not help them uh, a whole lot in this manner either. So... You know, we'll have a chance to, uh, on Monday night, look more at the details of the game. I'm going to go a little bit more broader perspective here. Uh, Mike Norvell is coaching for his job. He's coaching for his job in 2022. Nothing's going to happen this year. Uh, we don't need to fool ourselves into any kind of conversation like that. One, you can't afford it. Uh, two, you can't afford it from a PR perspective. Or When I say PR, I mean trying to approach anyone in the future with the idea of taking this job. Um, but in year three, yeah, you might might see a coaching change. Um, and Mike Norvell has to start coaching with that in mind. And when I say that, I mean that Florida State's going to have to go pretty strong youth movement here, in my opinion. Uh, you're not – you might win two games, maybe three. Uh, at this point, I think three is – expressing a level of optimism that most in the fan base would probably not have. Uh, I expect to see wholesale changes, uh, secondary perhaps, uh, be in one of the first places. But the first that I maybe hope to see it more than expected is, uh, with all due respect to the kid, I don't know that I need to see a whole lot of more of Mackenzie Milton. And I'm not trying to pick on anybody. It was a rough game for him. Some of those turnovers, uh, kind of 50-50 balls that go the wrong way fumble on the goal line, whatever. Uh, you, you are coaching for your job, and uh, McKenzie's not going to be here next year. He's also, you know, there's you can't, like, just be a practice player, and you can't just be a game player. To an extent, those two, you know, the uh, reality of the situation, you kind of find themselves uh, in between the two. And... Uh, some of those practices that we were concerned about, that was kind of the McKenzie Milton you got today. Uh, like I said, a couple of those interceptions, or at least one of them, a little bit unlucky, but he also had another ball uh, wildly behind a wide receiver that almost turned into an interception. And it was just 
not his day. That kind of makes what happened last week all the more hard for me to understand. I mean, I, I don't uh, – so this will get more to my concern. All right, let me hit youth movement first, then I'll get more to my concern. So in the secondary, I expect you to see a decent amount of youth movement. Um, wide receiver, I don't really know that you have the bodies to do it. At offensive line, uh, you got to play whoever. I mean, I'll reiterate the fact uh, that we said that if if um, Scott, your your Arkansas version of Scott, uh, was it playing today, that uh, Florida State had a real legitimate chance of losing by twenty plus. That's what we said in the preview, and when Robert Scott was not out there, and unfortunately that uh, prediction, or at least that concern from one uh, Mr. Bud Elliott, played out all too accurately uh, for many who choose to cheer for Florida State. So you have the situation at offensive line. It is what it is. You can't do any youth movement there. You just have to play the four or five able bodies that you have and hope that Maurice Smith comes back at some point in time and, uh, you know, can add a decent level of play to the center position. At defensive line, that's a little bit tough. Number 11 has been your best player this year. Zero has, has looked really good at times. Uh, and you don't have a whole lot of youth there to rotate, but I'd still expect some, uh, you know, quicker substitutions when it comes to that position. Linebacker is the mess that it is. And secondary, I think, is the place where you could really see this uh, take place. I think you could see an awful lot, and to an extent, I hope you see an awful lot of guys like uh, Shaheen Brown and uh, some of the other younger players in the secondary that have more recently signed with Florida State. Um if your coordinator leaves on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we've got a lot of time to figure that out. It wouldn't certainly wouldn't surprise me uh, at this point in time. It's uh, it's just a mess. It's a mess that we're three games into this year and you're already writing off the season. It's a mess that you're 15 games into Mike Norvell's career. And we all have to look ourselves in the mirror and realize that he's probably, I don't think there's any possible way that he loses his job this year, but it's, Hard for me to see anything other than a coach coaching for his job next year. And, um, you know, Florida State was uh, was certainly their own worst enemy today, whether it was roughing the, the punter, whether it was uh, getting a personal foul, throwing a guy out of bounds. Now, to be fair, uh, that's a, it's a tough call on Jones. I won't say it's wholly unwarranted, but you put yourself in a bad situation there, and then a ref who wasn't in great – uh, a great place to make the decision, ultimately made the decision that he threw the guy down or at least, you know, judged that his initial continuation of the play out of bounds was aggressive enough in a manner to warrant flag. Uh, I thought that was a tough call, but still really frustrated with uh, with Jones's level of play in general. And I think he overreacted after giving him up a touchdown and uh, that Receiver who initially made the catch on the ball that I'm talking about where you get another flag on third down was uh, was pretty decently open, and Jones tried to be aggressive and ultimately got a 15-yard uh, penalty on him. I thought the roughing call on the punter was questionable. Again, could have been roughing, could have been running into. Uh, unfortunately, that went against you. It was just a tough day. I mean, uh, Sean Corbin, been one of your better players, immediately fumbles the ball back after you uh, get an interception there on the first possession where I thought you were probably fortunate enough to get a pass interference call. But 
Uh, this is a disjointed podcast right now, and that was just a wildly disjointed day uh, for Florida State. Uh, my concern that I was getting to a couple minutes ago is that this coaching staff and uh, mainly your head coach is starting to kind of rat trap. I think he's making decisions that if he were in the you know cold light of a, a day on a Tuesday, he himself probably wouldn't make. Uh, the fourth down call to McKenzie Milton, I'll have to take a look at that. Like I said, this is an instant reaction. If McKenzie um, checked into that, I won't have a nearly the criticism that I uh, had immediately afterwards. If there were, you know, great numbers on that side of the ball and you tried to run that play and you had, uh, you know, hat on hat assigned and felt you had some kind of uh, numerical advantage, then I guess I'm okay with it, but that's just a really questionable call. The staff has done some real questionable things, and when you're 0-3, things that are, you know, questionable turn into, uh, like, <laughs> raging criticisms with a fan base that has a hard time, uh, you know, has a hard time accepting where they are. So I think this Florida State fan base was prepared to climb. Uh, I think this Florida State fan base was prepared to win – five games. I mean, I think anywhere between, uh, you know, four and, and six wins this year was kind of the uh, expectation of most. Obviously, you're going to have those on message boards that think you're going to win nine games or something like that. But, you know, most people with level head ex expected you to win five games, maybe four. One of the guys whose opinion I value the most covering Florida State told me uh, about a week before the season that he thought this team would win four games. I don't know that you're going to win two. So you're staring a, a disaster right in the face in a season in which there weren't very high expectations. I mean, people knew you were going to be fairly poor. You can talk about not having talent uh, on this roster, and to an extent that's true. But talent, you know, you, you aren't a one-game win talent. You aren't a two-game win talent. Uh, this – Coaching staff is underperforming right now in a kind of wildly aggressive manner at times. Uh, your record is what it is, but some of the decisions that have been paired with it um, are are certainly uh, you know going to play a role in kind of the erosion support erosion of support uh, that this coaching staff is facing right now in this university. Obviously, this is a all comes down to a business and how many people are going to make their way to Tallahassee after that start. Unfortunately, uh, is not nearly as many as, as those, uh, you know, in and around Tallahassee and Florida State would like. So, um, again, on a down-to-down, play-to-play basis, Florida State played okay today. You know, they had their moments. Uh, they also had some real poor moments. They let Wake uh, get behind them on the one play there. Uh, Brownlee did. That's, that's frustrating, but... You know, for the most part, this game was lost on plays that were, you know, three, four, five, six yards. I will say uh, just in the initial watch that I was I was really frustrated by how many times uh, a Wake Forest running back, but even the quarterback just kind of put his shoulder down and picked up an extra two, three, four yards. Now, part of that probably has something to do with the type of offense they play and the fact that you are certainly not allowed the aggressiveness that uh, – that you would like and when compared to playing other styles of, of, of offense. 
but uh, part of that was just a, a team that, uh, you know, didn't, didn't quite have uh, whatever it's required from a, a defensive mentality. Um, just some really sloppy tackling. And at times when you made the tackle, you were still giving up a, a decent chunk of yards getting pushed back. And that's uh, not something that I necessarily expected to see. So, but I will certainly give it a watch, uh, try to get a feel for you know what happened at a greater level of nuance, but uh, nothing more than a really disappointing day on a epically disappointing start of a season. Uh, Florida State is in, uh, you know, is going to have to look themselves in the mirror and figure out what to do. Uh, and they're also looking at themselves in the mirror and they're going to have to figure out that, you know, two or three wins is about as good as you can hope. And uh, you got to start coaching for 2022 because unfortunately um, the 2021 season has started in a manner that has pretty much, uh, you know, there, I don't think there's a whole lot of saving this at this point. So really disappointing day for Florida state, uh, a day that Mike Norvell is going to have to go back, look himself in the mirror, make decisions on both uh, the roster and uh, you know, maybe start to make some real hard decisions on his coaching staff because uh, everything's going to be play in 2022. And it's absurd that three games in, we have to turn our eyes to the next season. Uh, but this is a, you know, this is a coach who's coaching uh, for his life at Florida state beginning next year. And it would shock me to see him do anything other than uh, begin to do that with this year's team and the amount of games that he has left on the, on the schedule. So, um, Obviously not the most fun to listen to instant reaction podcast, but uh, that game was certainly not uh, the most enjoyable to uh, watch. And it would be disingenuous of me to sit here and present Florida State football in any other kind of light right now. So, as always, really appreciate you watching. Uh, appreciate you listening. We'll be back on uh, Monday night with a fuller conversation, uh, or at least I should say a more in-depth conversation. Uh, that was not a, a Freudian slip or any other slip. Um, so, <laughs> oh man, you're in three painful day. We'll move on. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you soon.